Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. The calendar has flipped to the month of February, and that means more and more teams continuing to get going. And another great installment here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. He might see his shadow tomorrow. That's because it's Groundhog Day, but Alex Jewell sees his shadow every day. That's just because it's the five o'clock variety, because he hasn't left the office cranking out great content. Well, February, the month of love, and although Valentine's Day is a few weeks away, Greg, we're going to get a little love affair on Sunday because it's Super Bowl Sunday, and it's game day if you're an Eastern Michigan football fan. That's right. Another year, another Eastern Michigan player in the Super Bowl, but this year a little bit extra special because we have two. You mean I have to watch for more than just the commercials? Absolutely. And I've heard, by the way, that the commercials are not that great this year a lot of uh, a lot of companies pulling their advertisements and it's unfortunate i'm so used to seeing all the, the great ads but they all get leaked now anyways so it's just a, there won't be an eastern insider podcast commercial i can guarantee that we didn't pay up the money well if yeah we just we need some help on that next year so if you want to see the eastern insider in the super bowl we're gonna have to pony up and pony up big real big but it's a good way for andrew wiley and pat o'connor to represent great individuals that have done a tremendous job on the football field as well as off and it's just the second time eastern michigan has had players on both sides of the equation the last time it happened tj lang and charlie batch two also great individuals and in that one it was uh they've each now got their super bowls charlie has a couple tj has his one uh everything worked out okay yeah and it's it's another situation that's good if you're an eastern michigan fan all the way around this week because already eastern has 10 Lombardi trophies. If you look at uh, everybody's won it in the past, mul- a couple of multiple time winners. If you look at John Banizak, Ron Johnson, of course, Charlie Batch, who you just mentioned, Andrew Wiley trying to join that exclusive club of uh, three others uh, of multiple Super Bowl champions. But either way, no matter who wins on Sunday, Eastern wins because it's an automatic Lombardi trophy. So that means we're going to have some updating to do in the Student Athlete Performance Center on the, on the NFL wall and adding those Super Bowl champions. So it should be exciting and something that I thought was interesting greg is there's 24 teams uh colleges in the country that have multiple players in the super bowl so it's it's an awesome fact for eastern to be one of those 24 but if you drop down and just look at group of five teams or fcs teams well there's only eight schools then that have multiple players in the super bowl and eastern headlines that group and it's certainly a a, a fantastic accomplishment for all that uh, eastern has and it's a great testament again to what this program has been able to do they certainly have been able to turn it out recently we also look forward to congratulations 
congratulating whoever it be. And then before you know it, hopefully the next crew of Eagles will be uh, lining up their sights on the Super Bowl title. Just because it's Super Bowl week doesn't mean there are any shortages of sporting events. As uh, we alluded to, we're going to add some more sports into the mix as both men's and women's golf head to Florida this week to get their seasons going. We saw tennis last weekend get their campaign started, a win over Cleveland State for head coach Jason Wiseman for a setback to Youngstown State. So they're back at it this week as they will have the Flyers of Dayton on the schedule. They'll also be in the Queen City for an affair against Xavier. So lots to pay attention to in that aspect. And we also have volleyball after a a couple weeks where they have been unable to play right now. They are scheduled to host Western Michigan at the end of this week, Thursday and Friday. You can catch those matches on ESPN3. That's not also talking about track that will be back in action there in Grand Valley this week. And then we have a gymnastics quad at home as uh, some teams coming into Convo. That's on Saturday. Plus all the basketball fun from women's basketball after a weekend that we didn't see any. Well, if you want to feel less flexible than you ever have before, watch a gymnastics meet. But if you really want to feel less flexible, watch a gymnastics quad because when you have four teams of girls flipping and bending at one time, well, it makes me hurt just watching it, but it's so impressive. And you talked about volleyball starting their season. Remember, we had Coach Dorton on just a few weeks back, so you can always go uh, to emueagles.com slash podcasts or SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast and listen back to that interview to hear some insights about the upcoming season. And you mentioned with women's basketball, they get Toledo, a great rival on Wednesday, first time that we've seen them this year. And another milestone alert, an opportunity for Eastern Michigan to get 400 wins in the Convocation Center. That's quite an accomplishment, opening uh, obviously in 1998-99 and 400 wins since then combined between the programs. Eastern was able, the women's team, to get 399 on the board last week, and they'll hope to add 400. So another just cool accomplishment uh, that, that could happen this week, and we hope you'll be able to tune in to see that happen. Yeah, absolutely. We we have everybody hoping for a good week. No men's basketball this week. They are put on the shelf for a few more games as they'll not be playing Bowling Green or the upcoming games after that. So we'll have more updates on men's basketball once we have them. Uh, but right now, their next uh, scheduled contest set for the 13th of February. A double header to get them back in the mix. Yeah, and Greg, one thing I mentioned to you this morning and we were talking about in the office is just think about this. It's February 1st, which seems crazy to say that already. But we're just a couple of weeks away from starting to have some serious conversations about how things are going to look in the MAC tournament, starting to talk about brackets, seating. It's unbelievable. We have a long way to go, and we've got to get there first. But the fact that we've gotten through this season so far is, is a great testament to the sacrifices that everybody's been making. But it's almost that fun time of year where we're going to start diving into the numbers, looking at matchups. It's going to be a really exciting couple of months here at Eastern. Yeah, right now the women were still in the bracket, the men having to fight their way back in. It's just the top eight this year will advance to downtown Cleveland, Ohio at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure uh, there's a whole lot of of people that are still have their definite. This team's going to win it because I think across the board, it's anybody's game looking top to bottom at this league. Absolutely. It's a tremendous league. We've talked about that uh, really, it seems like for 
years now, and it's the absolute case. Look at a team like Central Michigan on the women's side, Greg. Last year, they go on the unprecedented run. They don't lose any games in conference, and now they're in third place because a team like Bowling Green already has 13 wins in conference. Eastern Michigan looming right behind. The talent is is tremendous, and the men still have a great opportunity to get involved as well. So really, and uh, it's going to be a fun couple of months, like we said, and then all the other sports getting involved, and we can't wait to bring you weekly coverage here on the Eastern Insider. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. As always, we preview an upcoming season today, and Alex, today is another great reason why you should be excited about the spring. It is. Rowing is back, and we're going to talk to head coach Kemp Savage today. He's done a really nice job, if you haven't paid attention to rowing, of really building up this program. He talks about all facets of kind of what it's like to, to be in that role, how he's built the program, what his team looks like this year, and some of the great developments that are coming out this way to the Eastern Michigan Rowing Program. Greg, in just a few years, it really has come a long way, and there's a lot of great growth for the rowing program coming. So if you're in and around Forward Lake, hopefully this spring, uh, when the team's out there, they're going to have more home events than they've had in, in any recent year this year. A really great opportunity to check in on a sport that is not quite as popular in terms of our everyday uh, discussions, but really an awesome sport and one that incorporates so many of our great student athletes here at Eastern. Yeah, and Kemp is a great supporter, as his team are, of making sure they're out in the community doing everything and anything they can for Ypsilanti and our students. So take a listen to Kemp Savage, and then we'll be back uh, with more coverage. And hopefully next week, we can try to tell you more about EMU Super Bowl champions. As always, we appreciate you for listening here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app. Available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We're pleased to be joined now by seventh-year head rowing coach Kemp Savage, the only man on campus that doesn't have hair on his head, but oh my goodness, is it luxurious around uh, his face as that beard is now looking beautiful, more beautiful than ever. He's had a lot of time to work on it this off season. Coach, first and foremost, how are you doing? And second off, what's it, what's it feel like? I just said seventh year you're going into here at Eastern Michigan, knowing that you're, you're on the better half of a better side of the decade here. Well, first of all, I think Scott Hall might take a little bit of a um, problem with that because he also has very little hair on top and has a luxurious beard. I always want to be him. Uh, So seven years. The funny part is I always think it's six still, so I keep lying to myself about how old I am. I mean, seven isn't really daunting since I was the assistant coach for a while. So I think uh, we were sitting down and talking with – um, a couple of the administrators, and I think I'm the third youngest head coach, but I've been at EMU the third longest now, which is very weird as a, in total, my head and assistant experience. You know, this has been my only real big kid job, so it's good. Longevity. I mean, you, you got to love longevity. I mean, you're, you're right up there with the longest tenured people in the department now. Exactly. It's loyalty. Exactly. You I mean, look at it. At, at your season uh, that's upcoming, how exciting is it to have the prospect of getting back out on the water? We've had a pretty mild winter in all saying, but uh, the ability to soon get out there testing your kids once more after being with them mostly virtual for the better part, or, or have you been able to get out on the water prior to this? 
we were able to put together a pretty good plan. One of the nice things about rowing is that you're only really uh, exposed to the person in front and behind you in a boat. Uh, so we can keep our pods relatively tight for the fall. So we were actually able to get out in some relatively big boats and keep a large majority of the team separate because of the fact that we have oars that are 12 feet long. So you can't actually get within 12 feet of another pod uh, when you're on the water. So we've actually been able to get out in the fall pretty regularly and do some good training. And we had, a, like you said, a mild year. So we were able to stay out a lot longer than previous years and get more mileage in. Um, it is nice. I mean, the next week looks like we're going to have a little bit of a ice problem, um, but it is nice to see it at least being mild and being able to get on a little bit earlier here, like maybe late February, early March, which would be huge. And I think really, you know, it's it's been almost a year now since we've had competition. So I, I think our athletes are really looking forward to it. We had a big freshman class. So our depth got a lot better this last year. So we might not have been ready to win a championship last year, but we've at least got definitely got the depth in all three boats to win one this year. Well, you you two say mild. I can personally attest. I saw our GA Alexis Chevalier after she went out with you a few times on the water this year, and her legs and face were about as red as the rainbow. So I uh, I don't know if that was <laughs> would be considered mild. I'll let her I'll let her uh, have that experience, but. Coach, you know, we've, we've talked so much to everybody about what the pandemic did to the student-athletes last year, what it was like for coaches. So I don't want to harp too much on what life was with the pandemic because we all know it it's just flat out was not fun, was not ideal. You wouldn't wish it on anybody. But the reality, too, is that moving forward, it still will affect some of uh, how you guys train, how you guys go about the schedule. So I guess in, when you're looking at it in the future uh, tense, if you will, how is the pandemic still affecting what you guys are doing? How has it affected scheduling and, or how do you anticipate it affecting or, or will it not be as large as, as we may anticipate? Well, one of the nice things again about rowing is it's almost a forced social distance sport between teams. So you don't have the concerns you have with like basketball and football where people are lined up face to face and, you know, basically breathing each other's faces. Um, you're only really locked in with your own team. So that's, that's helped us out a lot in planning. Um, you know, we've had some of our bigger races canceled. Uh, one of the nice things is because of that, we've had to be a little more creative and figured out some ways. It looks like we might actually have four teams at different times coming to Ipsy, which is a real first um, to have multiple races at home. Um, you know, I just we just had one canceled last week because the teams who run it are concerned about the logistics of having that large of a race. But we're we're trying to fill it up with. Uh, one-on-one -on -one races rather than our larger five or six or 12 team races. So it's changed things a little bit, but it's also allowed us to kind of bring some things to home. And, you know, we're working with uh, some people to make the experience a little bit better and make our, our lake a little more competitive and um, as a place that people want to come and row. And that's, that's exciting to kind of start rolling it out now and get some people here to see what we've got to offer. Well, and you think about it in the future, that could actually in a way, and of course, not downplaying any of the significance of the pandemic, but that can almost be a benefit to you, right? When you're when you're trying to convince kids to row here, and and why Eastern Michigan is different, being able to say, hey, listen, we've got the capabilities to host more home events than than a lot of competitors, a lot of people in our region, and so that could actually be a benefit for you. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, one of my bigger goals is to make rowing better all around, and maybe making this part of Michigan a place people want to come and row. Uh, competitively maybe getting some things done with uh u of m for some bigger races here and getting some big 
top end schools in would be a pretty awesome thing to happen to the area. You no, know, one of the, the long-term goals is, of course, having a permanent race course set up at, at Ford Lake and, and something that you've really done a good job. Andy Rowden's been, been critical in getting that, working with local community to, to start getting the buy-in to get more races, to eventually get an NCAA championship here. When you think of how your job has changed since you started coming, it, it, it's more than just coaching. You have a lot of administrative things that, that you're trying to do. You're, you're still having to repair boats, build boats, everything under the sun. How much of your true day-to-day is not just coaching because you have everything else you're doing, plus you've still got to be a mentor and a psychiatrist and everything else to your own, to your girls on the team still? I mean, it's when people ask like what the hard part about rowing coaching is, is um, the thing I tell them that's the most basic thing to know is you have to remember to have gas every day in order to coach. Um, and that sounds like a tiny thing, but just having gas to run a launch is something you have to think about at all times. So I don't know if it's changed because it's always kind of who you are as a rowing coach. We're, we have one of the biggest teams and we have a nice size staff, but not a huge staff. And we have to think about things like what the water's like or if the dock broke or whatever it is. And just, you, you learn to be good at everything. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was you're not ready to be a head coach until you can do everything because otherwise you have to hire people who can do the things that you can other than rather than the best person at what they do. So I think that's, that's a huge thing for, I would say most coaches, but uh, learning to have the ability to take every step. And, you know, when you ask what percentage, I mean, the bigger picture stuff like a rowing course or, or whatever, making Eastern a bigger hub for anything is, you know, that's always in the back. I don't know if it takes 25% of my day, but it's always something that we tie all together. I think it all works in one, one piece because it's that happens and it shows the team how much the local area and all the people in the around here care. They have more feeling that they're very important to this, to Eastern and the local area. And it, it just, it stacks on itself. It's, it's the belief that you're part of something bigger. And I think that's one of the things that rowing does well is we do a lot with the right amount of funding. We don't have a ton, but we can get a lot done and do things that change, uh, people and places. Well, it's something that every coach needs is good student athletes. So you look at your teams uh, since you've been here twice. Now you finished uh, in third place in the CAA. And for those that don't know, rowing, not a part of the Mac uh, in, is rowing, but the colonial athletic association. So coach, you know, what, first off, what does it take to get to that next level? I know championship is, is something you're striving for. But tell us about your team this year and, you know, who returns, who's new, what are you looking forward to, and, and what should people know about, about your Eastern Michigan rowers? Well, uh, the, the interesting part about a rowing team and, and championship is you have to be 23 deep. Um, you do. You have to be 23 deep to have two eights and a four, and I know the math works out, but an eight, eight actually has nine people and a four has five. So people at home doing the math, it's not that I can't count. Uh, so you have to be 23 deep. And I think in the past we've had, we've been 16 deep before, or we've been like a really, really fast six and then a pretty good six and then a medium six and then a not great and not as good, you know, average six. And because of how the point systems work with 
our top boat counting basically three times more than the four does. It, it's a it's really important still to have the depth. You can't just win with the top boat and then finish last in the other two. It, it doesn't come out to enough of a, a lead. So for us, it's a big look at the depth. So the nice part is with a lot of what we were able to do, we have a couple people coming back um, for a fifth year that they were eligible for. We really didn't, we lost one person because they went on to the next um, phase of their life. They're going to dentistry school uh, out of our 1V that was going to be fast last year. And we brought in 19 freshmen. So, I mean, it's, we've got depth now. And, you know, in our fall, like, I feel like I'm friendly at a really fun place of like, I don't know who our top eight is right now. I might know who our top 15 is, but I don't know who our top eight is. And that's, to be honest, really exciting because it means we're fast. Well, and I know Greg and I, can attest we walk around when we're walking in between buildings from the convo to the student athlete performance center, your team is always out there running uh, and, and getting better. Something that I admire, but I never plan to join you on. So I, I give you guys kudos for that. Those super miles you do are, are incredible, but the math on the boats does sound something that's my speed. I, that sounds about my, uh, my math ability. Nine, nine, five. That's all you need to know. Maybe a couple spares. Speaking of, of when we walked your, your kids out there on the ERG machines, if, if you were t- t- having Alex go out there and for his first time getting him to ERG, what's your, what's your biggest tip to him to make sure he doesn't injure himself? So two things, posture and sequencing. So posture is make sure you're sitting up out of your hips and keeping your spine stacked. A lot of people like to start using a lot of uh, – a lot of the back, and that's where you have your main injuries if you're not sitting up tall. Uh, and sequencing, the rowing stroke has a very specific sequence, and a lot of people can watch like the CrossFit games, and those guys don't have sequencing. And a, there was the first time they really ran uh, CrossFit athletes at the World Rowing Championships for indoor rowing. Um, the guys, the CrossFit guys are out in the first 500 by a lot. And then all the rowers like beat them in the last 1500. So we usually race 2000 meters and it's the sequencing gives you endurance to last and it gives you the ability to be reproducible every stroke. So there's a lot of biomechanics involved with it, but if you want to learn, I'm happy to teach as always. Well, every time I, every time I get to the, the gym and mind you, it's not as much as it should be. There's always somebody there that looks like a dead fish on a machine that probably just makes you uh, makes you just want to close your eyes and, and or just at them, right? You know, it used to do that, but I've gotten to the point where I'm just at the point of it, good for them. I'm glad they're glad they're trying. If they want some help, I'm all, uh, I'm happy to to give them a quick quick lesson. But uh, you know what? I'd rather have everybody out exercising than not. A few more moments with head rowing coach Kemp Savage here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. You look ahead to this year and the spring schedule. Uh, last year, of course, you had unparalleled success. You guys were able to, to win some races and, and make some noise nationally uh, and, and put some, some fear in your, your, your CAA competitors before the season was scheduled. Take us through what the schedule kind of you're anticipating this year and, and kind of what's the some big highlights Eastern fans can really watch for. Well, uh, we're we're going to be racing Alabama the same as we do every year. We we were going to be going out to a race in New Jersey uh, that was the top three of four of the different conferences were going to be there. Um, that got canceled last week. Uh, nothing you can do about it at this point. Um, we'll have uh, both Drake or 
Dayton and Duquesne come in uh, in April. Uh, the weekend of graduation, uh, Michigan State's actually going to come and race here, which is huge. Uh, late, or first weekend in May, uh, Drake will be here, and then our conference championships May 16th. Obviously, rowing a little bit different uh, of a sport in terms of the coverage, TV, radio, that you may get not as much so as, as a basketball or a football, but that doesn't mean that your student athletes don't both need and appreciate the support from Eastern fans and Eastern alums. How can a fan go about supporting you guys and just, you know, is it just getting onto social media and voicing their support or is there anything that they can do just so that your student athletes know, hey, people are behind them here at Eastern Michigan? Uh uh, we kind of we had our first alumni Zoom, and we're working on some ways to get our alumni and our athletes in in contact more, which is big. Uh, last fall, and we're going to do a couple this spring. Um, obviously, if we continue to have home races, uh, we would love to see people out at Ford Lake Park. Um, obviously, I don't know what they're going to allow this year. We'll see by the end of April. Maybe things will be great, and everyone can come out and line the shores as we race MSU. That'd be great. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, as we build our, our kind of home, um, and our home schedule, I'd like to see some people out at the lake. It's a nice day. It's the spring and it's outside. So that, that'd be the big thing. You look at your team and, and one of the things they've always done is the three C's competition, classroom and community. And, and with the pandemic, it's been hard to get out there and, and put in the community service numbers because Usually your team leads the athletic department by a wide margin on that. How difficult has it been for your kids to, to want to get out there and not be able to? Uh, it hasn't really been that difficult because they found ways to, like our, our seniors found right away ways for them to be part of the community. Uh, I know several of them are writing letters to people in uh, retirement homes that cannot have any contact. There's... Uh, I know at least one person writing up to 12 letters a week. Um, one of the things I suggested they do is, um, particularly when we first got back, was there's a free contact tracing um, certifications, and anybody who wanted to do some community service should get that done because you never know when that might be something that the area or the school needs more of. So we kind of leaned into how can we, since we weren't able to practice because of the pandemic, how can we step up to make the pandemic easier for other people? So that's really where we started focusing on. And I think we've done a very good job of it. I think we're going to have a lot of community service hours, to be honest. Well, we certainly can't thank you enough for your team's willingness to do that. And coach, before we let you go, we're going to hit you with a few rapid fire questions here so that our Eastern Insider listeners get to know a little bit more about you. And you just talked about uh, community and, and one of the big things that uh, small businesses have needed help, including restaurants. So if, if Kemp Savage has a favorite restaurant or food spot in Ypsilanti to go that he would suggest our listeners maybe give a try, what would that be? They're simple as that. Maze, uh, Maze Mexican right down there in Depot Town. How about a fun fact about yourself that doesn't have anything to do with athletics? Uh, I'm not sure I have any of those. I think my entire life is 100% athletics. Um, Certainly a good answer like, if the administrators are listening. My wife was in the NCAA grand, grand finals in rowing. So that's not really about my athletics, but it's something about how much rowing is, to be honest, creepily part of my life. So Kemp, does, does, throw a, Kemp does throw a mean uh, fastball 
for his dog to retrieve in ponds. That I've witnessed plenty of times. That is true. That is true. So is it safe to say that uh, the coach gets coached up at home every once in a while? There are lots of opinions. <laughs> All right. How about, uh, you know, speaking of, of your life outside of sports, which I know is, like you said, very brief and, and not abundant, but what's something fun or unique that you've been able to do? And it could be with the team as well, despite the pandemic and everything that's gone on. I did a lot of woodworking, including making some toddler beds for my friends. Done a lot of woodworking over this summer. All right. That's pretty interesting. And finally, I know that you are uh, not afraid to to get out and support other teams here at Eastern because, of course, you love when that sport is reciprocated. But if you could coach another sport here at Eastern Michigan for one day, if you could take over for one day, sit the other coach on the sideline and uh, and take over, what sport would that be? I think I, I'd, I'd say football only because – a uh, football coach can actually have an influence on the outcome of their game as opposed to me who just sits there on my hands after I push the kids off the dock because I can't do anything. I'd really be interested to see, like, what can happen if I could actually make this better and or worse. I mean, let's face it, I'm not a football coach. I could probably make it way worse. Well, Coach Creighton is, uh, is no stranger to heavy objects like wrenches and sledgehammers. Do you think he could, think he could make it out in the, in the boat? Yeah, he'd be fine. Well, we'll have to – We'll have to try that someday. Coach, can't thank you enough again for, for coming on with us. We look forward to seeing how your season unravels and hopefully uh, finally crack through and get that CAA championship. More importantly, though, stay safe and uh, continue, continue to do great work with your athletes. We really appreciate having you here. Thanks. I appreciate it. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.